detour. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of similar to the last detour. Uh, I don't, you know. I don't know. Yeah, it's trying to seem to be trying to get something across to us. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But today we're gonna to be taking a look at Amos Amos. You know, Amos um, three and four actually. You know, so let's jump right in and see what it has to tell us. It starts off with verses 1 and 2. It says, Hear this word that Yahuwah have spoken against you, O children of Israel, against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Mitzrayim, saying, You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore will I punish you for all your iniquities. Now, it's a lot being said here. You know, first of all, I mean, it's huge that, you know, Yah is speaking against, you know, and he's speaking against the children of Israel, who are supposed to be his people. He said a whole family that he brought up from the land of Mitzrayim. You know, this is, this is, this is concerning, especially during our day and time whereby we see Whereby we see folks, you know, taking pride in being the children of Israel. You know, everyone want to lay claim to being the children of Israel. Well, Yah has a word. And it speaks against the children of Israel. For he says, only the children of Israel, <clears throat> out of all the families of the earth, only them he knows. Therefore, he'll punish them for all their iniquities. You know, and it's important to understand that Yah still only deals with Israel. You know, and he deals with all the other nations of the world on the planet, all the nations um, of the world that's upon the planet as well, but only when they become part of Israel, you know. So that said, you know, it's, it's, we ought to be grateful, you know, that we were able to be made part of Israel. And it doesn't matter, you know, how you became part, you know, as long as you get to become part. Right. You know, because without Israel, we're, we're at a loss. Because without what Yah with what Yah has given them, you know, we can't get to him. Hence we see in Romans three, one and two, it says, What advantage have the Yahudim or what profit is there of circumcision? Much every way. Chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of Elohim. And this word oracles is Logion, number thirty fifty one, which speaks to the words of Elohim. And so this is the advantage that the children of Israel, the Yahudim, you know, those confessors of Yah, this is the advantage that they have. You know, they have the words of Elohim. You know, and without the word of Elohim, you can't get to the Father. And without getting to the Father, you can't be saved. Amen? Amen. You know, so 
it's important that we have the word of Elohim. You know, that's what gives us the advantage. You know, and we know that word of Elohim to be personified. Amen. You know, in Yochanan 1, 1 through 5, it says, In the beginning was the word, the word was with Elohim, and the word was Elohim. You know, so it says the same was in the beginning with Elohim, and all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. You know, and so our Messiah, Yahushua, you know, is our advantage. You know, he's our advantage. Yeah. You know, that's what advantage we have over the world. You know, and his light still shining into the darkness, and the darkness still comprehends it not. You know, but we comprehend it. You know, because Yah opens it up to us. Amen. Yoga 14.6 says, Yahushua saith unto him, unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. See, you can only get to the Father through his word. Amen? You know, so this is why it's important to read your word. You know, this is why I'm always, you know, harping on folks to get into their word. I, you know, I'm always asking them, when the last time you seen, seen, uh, seen Yah? You know, whenever they're going through something. You know, that's one of the first things I ask. Well, when is the last time you seen Yah? You know, when is the last time you actually laid eyes on him? Yeah. You know, you do that by getting in his word and laying eyes on his word. Amen. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, Yoga now 17, 17 says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Hallelujah. So his word is here to sanctify us. Mm -hmm. To set us apart unto him. You know, it's one thing to be sanctified. But it's another thing to be sanctified unto him. You know, and his word is what does that. It sanctifies us unto him. You know, Psalms 119, 104, and 105 says, Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And if we follow his word, it will guide us which way we ought to go. You know, people always, you know, um, well, oftentimes, I should say, oftentimes, you know, uh, come to me and they ask, like, well, you know, what should I be doing? You know, what's, what's you know, what's what's my purpose? What, you know, um, what, what should I be doing in life? You know, and I always, you know, refer them to Ecclesiastes 12, 13, you know, which, which speaks to, you know, doing y'all's commandments. You know, he says the whole, it's the whole. This is the whole duty of man. You know, to follow y'all and do his commandments, right? Right. You know, and if you do that, that will shape and mold you into what he has for you to do. You know, but you have to understand. You know, it's, it starts with you. It starts with your your letting his word be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. You know, some things you may desire to do or think you want to do and it's against his word and so now you can't do it. And so you see how his word will keep you from doing certain things. You know, and it'll open you to doing other, open you to doing other things. 
You know, so that's how it shapes and forms your life. You know, Yokanan 663, it is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh profit of nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. You know, so this is how powerful the word of Elohim is. You know, his word is spiritual and it is life-giving. Luke 12, 48, but he that knew not did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. For unto whomsoever much is given of him shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much of him, they will ask the more. You know, so you're going to be great in Yah. Trust me, they're going gonna, gonna to use you. Right. You know, a lot of people pray to be used. But when you when you use the Yah, you know, you're gonna you're gonna be given much to do and then when you feel like that's too much, it's gonna give you some more. <laughs> you know. That's that's what he says. <laughs> For whomsoever much is given, much is required. You know, so and to whom men have committed much of him, they will ask the more. So that we, we ought, ought to keep that in mind, right? You know, careful what you ask for. I just couldn't help like singing that last song, you know, um, you know, praying that, you know, y'all consumes us and that, you know, he be our refiner. And, you know, I, that is a really, really powerful song. That is, that, you know, that could be really, really, really dangerous to your worldly life. You know, so you know, like for most people, like they don't, they don't really have, they don't understand these things. So, but all right, Amos three three says, "Can two walk together except they be agreed?" Now, this is one of the most misunderstood passages of scripture. I hear people, you know, quote this all the time. But it's, you know, it's not a good interpretation that they that they usually get. You know, can two walk together except they be agreed? If you think about it just on the surface level, you know, I would have to say yes. You know, I mean, just because, you know, I don't agree with your stance on something, there's no reason why we can't walk together. It shouldn't be anyway. You know, and, but some people take this to mean, you know, because we're not in agreement, we can't or shouldn't walk together. And that's just, a, that's just not the way to look at things. And it's not... It's not in the will of Elohim, and it's not what this passage is talking about. When we look at the three words, they be agreed, because it says, except they be agreed, 
You know, they be agreed is all translated from one Hebrew word, your odd, number 3259, meaning to fix, to appoint, to set. You know, it means to assemble. You know, and it also means an allotted or appointed time to meet, an appointment. You know, let's take a couple of uh, places where it's look where it's utilized elsewhere. In Second Samuel twenty verse five, it says, "So Amasa went to this to assemble the men of Yahuda, but he tarried longer than the set time. You know, which he had appointed him. You know, and." He had appointed him. This is 3259 or Yah'ad, you know, and set time is Moed, you know, as in Moedim or appointed time, you know, and so 3259, you know, is utilized here, you know, and also consider Psalms 48 4. It says, For lo, the kings were assembled, they passed by together. So, this is also 3259. So, it means to meet or to assemble. You know, so, Yah is actually asking the question, how can two walk together unless they appoint a time at which to meet? Yeah. You know, you can never walk together if you never meet. If you never assemble together, you can never walk together. Amen? You know, so what Yah is alluding to by telling Israel this is that he's been trying to meet with them. But they wouldn't come to the meeting place. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't come at the appointed time. That is his Moedim. His Moedims are his appointed times. Amen? Amen. They wouldn't come at the appointed time. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, I want to walk with you. But how can I walk with you if you don't show up at the appointed time and at the, at the meeting place? He's like, I'm, I'm coming. I'm there. But you never show up. So, as we shall see, this is evidenced by the subsequent passages addressed to Israel. So, you know, uh, it's, it, it goes on in this same vein to solidify that this is the proper understanding of this passage. It's not talking about you can't walk together because you're not in agreement. It's talking about you can't walk together if you never assemble together. If you never meet at at a certain place at a certain time, then no, you can't walk together because you never come together. Which only makes sense, right? You know, so consider verse 4. It says, Will a lion roar in the forest when he have no prey? <laughs> so, again, he's talking about you know, him being in one place and his people or, you know, something else is not there. Will a lion roar in the forest when he have no prey? He's not, he's not roaring, there's nothing there. You know, will a young lion cry out of his den if he have taken nothing? No, he quiet as a church mouse. Verse 5, can a bird fall in a snare upon the earth where no gin is? Where no gin is for him. What's a gin? It's more question. Number 4170 means a noose. So he's talking about a trap. Hmm. You know, it's that can he fall to the earth if he hasn't been trapped? No, he's just going to fly about. Yeah. Shall one take up a snare from the earth and have taken nothing at all? 
someone who's trying to trap something they put down a trap are they gonna take the trap up and they haven't trapped anything they haven't caught anything no they're gonna leave it there until they catch something yeah. shall a trumpet be blown in the city and the people not be afraid this is Amos 3 6 shall there be evil in the city and Yahuwah have not done it Now that's one to think about. Mm -hmm. See, because now Yah is getting, he's getting down, you know, to the to the um truth of the matter. You know. He's letting them know, look, I've tried tried to meet with you. You won't show up at the appointed place or the appointed time. You know. And you know, I I'm I'm trying, I'm I'm trying, I'm I'm making I'm making myself available to you, you know, and you just disregarding me. You know, he says, shall a trumpet be blown in the city and the people not be afraid? I'm I'm blowing the trumpet. I'm having my people blow the trumpet, but none of you acting like you're afraid. He says, shall there be evil in a city? And Yahuwah have not done it. Now that makes you think. That makes you think of, you know, all the plagues that's taking place today. You know, things that's going on in different cities, you know, today, right? You know, there's evil in the cities. But they'll tell you Yahuwah had nothing to do with it. But that's diametrically opposed to what Yah is saying here in Amos 3, 6, right? Verse 7 goes on to say, Surely the Adonai Yahuwah will do nothing. But he revealed his secret unto his servants, the prophets. This word, nothing is low. Number 3808, meaning not. And the bar, 1697, meaning a word. So he's basically saying, not a word. Yahuwah will do not a word. But he revealed his secret unto his servants. This word, secret is so. Number 57, 5475 speaks to a session, i.e. a company of persons in close deliberation. Speaks to an assembly or a council from your side, number 3245, to sit down together. You know, so Yah is saying he's not, he won't do not a word, you know, until, you know, he done had a session with his prophets, with his servants, the prophets. You know, we uh, have my first reader read verses 8 through 11, please. The lion hath roared, who will not fear? The Adonai, Yahuwah, hath spoken, who can but prophesy? Publish in the palaces at Ashdod, and in the palaces in the land of Egypt, and say, Assemble yourselves upon the mountains of Samaria, and behold the great tumults in the midst thereof, and the oppressed in the midst thereof. For they know not to do right, saith Yahuwah, who store up violence and robbery in their palaces. Therefore, thus saith Adonai Yahuwah, an adversary there shall be even round about the land, and he shall bring down thy strength from thee, and thy palaces shall be spoiled. Hallelujah. So he says, the lion hath roared. Who will not fear? He just got finished telling you the lion is not roaring unless he sees some prey. You know, so he, now he's telling you the lion has already roared. So he sees some prey. And then he likens himself to that lion. He says, the Adonai Yahuwah have spoken. 
Who can but prophesy? Can't do nothing else. Can't stop it. All you can do is prophesy. Tell about what's about to happen. And he says, publish in the palaces at Ashdod and in the palaces in the land of Mitzrayim. You know, so essentially what y'all are saying is that he's going to cause Mitzrayim and Ashdod to come and look upon Israel. That they might see the weakest um, state that they are in due to confusion and uprisings going on from within in this government. Mm. You know, and y'all has a problem with that. It is also implied that the reason for all the confusion is due to the violence and robbery that's omitted from this. You know, it says, for they know not to do right, saith Yahuwah, who store violence and robbery in their palaces. You know, they, they, they're full of oppression and violence and robbery. And of course, Yah is against all of that. He goes on to say it in verses um, 12 through 15. Thus saith Yahuwah, as the shepherd taketh out of the mouth of the lion two legs or a piece of an ear, so shall the children of Israel be taken out that dwell in Samaria in the corner of a bed in Damascus in a couch. That's something to be afraid of. You know, when y'all start talking like that, you know, somebody should have been shaking in fear. He already talked about the lion roaring. You know, is the lion going to roar unless there was prey? And the lion already roared, you know. And now he's saying, as the shepherd take him out of the mouth of the lion, two legs or a piece of an ear. <laughs> so shall the children of Israel be taken out that dwell in Samaria. You know, so in other words, the lion is about to consume. Mm -hmm. in verse 13, he goes on, he says, Hear ye and testify in the house of Yaakov, saith the Adonai Yahuwah Elohim Zabaoth. That in the day that in the day that I shall visit the transgressions of Israel upon him, I will also visit the altars of Bethel, and the horns of the altar shall be cut off and fall to the ground, and I will smite the winter house with the summer house, and the houses of ivory shall perish, and the great houses shall have an end, saith Yahuwah. You know, and so here it is. You know, he's talking about visiting the altars of Bethel, Bethel literally means the house of Elohim, the house of God. <clears throat> so he's talking about visiting the, the house of God and the horns of the altar being cut off. You know, so it doesn't look good, you know, for, um, for Israel in Amos chapter 3. And in chapter 4, he tells them, prepare to meet Elohim. <laughs> that don't sound good either. Amos 4, 1 and 2. Hear this word, ye kind of Bashan, that are in the mountain of Samaria, which oppress the poor and crush the needy, and say to their masters, bring and let us drink. You know, here, here Yah appears to be addressing the influential women of, of Israel or the wives of Israel. You know, specifically, you know, um, we know that the wives wise represents uh, what? The priesthood, exactly. So here he's addressing the priesthood of Israel, you know, and he's calling them kind, you know, or cows or, or heifers, if you would, you know, um, uh, specifically cows, 
you know, and yeah, he, he's 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 addressing them, and he's calling them cows because they they're married to Baal. Mm. Now Baal was a pagan deity that was prevalent during the time of uh, biblical times and today as well in our actuality. Nevertheless, you know, he's calling them kind because Baal was symbolized by a bull. And so the wife of a bull will be what? A cow. Right? You know, and so this is why he's calling them kind of Bashan. You know, calling them cows. He goes on in verse, um, and he's saying that they're oppressing the poor and crushing the needy. You know, and that's exactly what they were doing. He goes on in verse 2 and says, The Adonai Yahuwah have sworn by his holiness that, lo, the days shall come upon you, that he will take you away with hooks and your posterity with fish hooks. You know, um, he that he will take you away is Nassau number 5375. It means to lift or bear up, to take. And your posterity is Akarif number 319, speaking to at a later time, you know, or a time in the future, you know, hence it's translated posterity. Actually, the first part of what Yah is saying here is he's going to put hooks in them. That is a reference to how they used to do with obstinate animals. You know, so when the animals, you know, were, were being obstinate, they put hooks like in, in their in their lips, you know, and sometimes in their noses, you know. And he says, and I will turn the, um, oh, I'm sorry, uh, an example is found in Isaiah 37, 29. He says, because thy rage against me and thy tumult has come upon mine ears, therefore will I put up my hook in thy nose and my bridle in thy lips. And I will turn thee back by the way by which thou camest. You know, it's kind of hard to resist, you know, going whatever way um, somebody wants you to go when they have a hook in your nose and in your lips. Mm. You know, and this is how they used to do the animals. Here's an, here's an example. You know, and so you see, you know, they won't have no problem out of him. Yeah. You know. Trying to get them to go where they want them to go. He's going to do just what they want them to do. Now, verse 2 says, um, also spoke of fish hooks. This word fish hooks is seer. Number 5518 means to boil up a pot. And from Duga, you know, seer and Duga is a compound word and a fish hook. You know, so uh, this latter part of the verse speaks then to a future work of Yah where he'd fish out their posterity, their posterity, um, only to put them in a boiling pot, though. You know, because that's why people usually catch fish so that they can cook it, right? You know, this prophecy is um, found this fulfillment in Yahshua, in Matthew Yahoo 4.19. He said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. You know, and have a little character there. And, you know, and I don't think that's what fishers of men means. You know, uh, yeah, he didn't quite mean like that, but <laughs> you know, if you think about it, that's exactly what they did. They caught these men and they put them, they put them in um, in some boiling water, and they was they was tried by fire, even as as we were uh, were singing, right? Yeah. Mm. 
Let me have my um, next reader read Amos 4, 3 through 5, please. And ye shall go out at the breaches, every cow at that which is before her, and ye shall cast them into the palace, saith Yahuwah. Come to Bethel and transgress, at Gilgal multiply transgression, and bring your sacrifices every morning and your tithes after three years, and offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving with leaven, and proclaim and publish the free offerings. For this like of you, O ye children of Israel, saith the Adonai Yahuwah. Hallelujah. So Yah is being sarcastic here. I don't know if y'all know, but Yah has a sense of humor. You know, and he's saying, come to Bethel, come to the house of God and transgress. You know, because, you know, every time they went there was a transgression. Because Bethel was a place that their king, um, that King Jeroboam specifically had originally set up, you know, so that the people would not go back to Yahuda. You know, and so it became uh, just... You know their main place of worship which was of course you know in direct violation of what Yah had asked his people to do and so it just kept them in trouble you know they could never become clean you know because they were deceived you know they was deceived into into um, worshiping at a place that Yah had not ordained and worshiping in a way and at a time that Yah didn't ordain. We know Jeroboam, he set up his own Moedim. He created his own appointed time, you know, and had the people right, worshiping right. according to his timing and not Yah's time. Yeah. You know, and made made the, uh, the, uh, the the appointed times made them similar, you know, so that it seemed like the same thing, you know, but they weren't doing the same thing. And so this is why he said, come to Bethel and transgress. And give God, multiply that transgression because you're doing it at the wrong time and you're doing it at the wrong place. You know, and he says, you know, bring your sacrifices every morning and your tithes after three years and offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving with leaven. Now, you weren't never to offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving with leaven. You know, to offer anything with leaven was against Torah. In Leviticus 2.11 it says, No meat offering which ye shall bring unto Yahuwah shall be made with leaven. For ye shall burn no leaven nor any honey in any offering of Yahuwah made by fire. So by proclaiming and publishing the free offerings, um, they caused all that partook to become unclean. So every time someone went to try to sacrifice to Yah, it was unclean. Every time, you know, they they went to try to worship him, it was unclean. And it's the same way today. It's amazing, you know, how, you know, much things change, yet they remain the same. You know, when we think about how so many people are off from Yah's calendar, yeah. you know, then we see the same dynamic set up. They're trying to worship him and they're trying to bring him offerings every morning and they're trying to, you know, bring their tithes and they're trying, you know, to to be holy and set apart and they're doing it all wrong. And so Yah doesn't see anything but transgression, you know, and 
they're lost. So it's it's the same dynamic, you know, that existed um, back then, you know. And when he start coming up against them for it, they're not gonna have no way of figuring it out, you know, because they brought into the lie, you know. Even though y'all sent prophets to them, you know, to try to steer them onto the right path, you know, they believe they're leaders. <laughs> You know, and so this is the same thing that's going on now today. You know, and so I pray that, you know, some folks that they begin to listen to Yah's word instead of instead of uh their so called leaders. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. So y'all comments that such is what the um, children of Israel like. They like doing these things, you know. Um, and, and that speaks to the same thing today. You know, a lot of people, they like doing things the way they do it, you know. And even though they find evidence in the word that is wrong, they like doing it the way they do it. You know, and that's what y'all has a problem with. Let me have my next reader read verses 6 through 9. And I also have given you clean and I also have given you cleanness of teeth in all your cities and want and want a bread in all your places. Yet have ye not returned unto me, saith Yahuwah. And also I have withholding the rain from you when there were yet three months to the harvest and I caused it to rain upon the city, one city and caused it not to rain upon another city one piece was raining upon and the piece where, where upon it rained not withered so Two or three cities wandered in, unto one city to drink water, but they were not satisfied. Yet have yet have ye not returned unto me, saith Yahuwah. I have smitten you with blasting and mildew, where your gardens and your vineyards and your fig trees and your olive trees increased the plum of the worm. The plumber worm devoured them, yet have ye not returned unto me, saith Yahuwah. All right, let's take a closer look at this. You know, so first of all, he says in verse six, and I also have given you cleanness of teeth in, in all your cities. What is, what is he talking about? What is, what is you know what does what does that mean? He gave you cleanness of teeth in all your cities. Can anybody you know see uh, see through that? No food. no food, absolutely. No food. The teeth are clean because they haven't been <laughs> eaten. <laughs> you know, so you don't have to worry about your teeth getting getting dirty if you're not eating, right? You know, so <laughs> you know, there's, there's nothing, to, nothing to, um, to clean. You know, so that's what he means by giving you cleanness of teeth in all your cities. In other words, he's brought a drought in all your cities whereby you're not eating. And hence he says on the tail end of that, and want of bread in all your places. You know, 
yet have ye not returned unto me, saith Yahoo. See, what y'all are saying is that, you know, I cause stuff to go wrong in your life, in your world, in your cities, you know, so that you can turn back to me. Yep. You know, I cause things to go awry so that you can turn to the one who can fix it. Hence he says in verse 7, and also I have withholding the rain from you. And I caused it to rain in one city and caused it not to rain in another city. And so here it is, you know, you heard it rained over in this city, everybody run over there and there's not enough water. So everybody um, gets shorted. You know, but he's doing all this so that you might return unto him. You know, but y'all's people are slow to catch the hint. <laughs> he says, I have smitten you with blasting and mildew. When your gardens and your vineyards and your fig trees and your olive trees increased, the palmer worm devoured them. The bugs ate. You ain't even get a chance. Oh, we got an abundant harvest. You celebrating and you go check out the harvest and it's all bug infested. He says, yet have ye not returned unto me. That sounds like, you know, like what he said in Haggai, right? You know, um, I, you know, here it is. You, you do all this work. You're working all this overtime to put it in a, in a bag filled with holes. You know, Yah is saying he destroyed the food supply. You know, and what does survive of it is poisonous. It's infested with with uh, with bugs and can't be eaten. So with parasites, all this type thing. So I pray that you can see, like Yah, you know, he's trying to he's trying to tell you like. He will cause your world to be turned upside down so that you can recognize that it's him behind it and turn unto him so that he might save you. Yeah. He goes on in verse 10. He says, I have sent among you the pestilence after the manner of Mizraim. I've given you diseases so that you can turn to Yahuwah who healeth thee. Yeah. But no, you turn to man. He says, your young men have I slain with the sword and have taken away your horses. And I have made the stink of your camps to come up unto your nostrils. Yet have ye not returned unto me, saith Yahuwah. And all is everybody in Israel just walking around saying, man, you know, I got all this bad luck. Man, if it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have no luck at all. Mm. No, that's not bad luck. You don't have bad luck. The problem is, you don't have Yah. Mm. That's the problem. He trying to get you to return unto him. He says, I have overthrown some of you as Elohim overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. And ye were as a firebrand plucked out of the burning, yet have ye not returned unto me, saith Yahuwah. Come on. 
says, therefore thus will I do unto thee, O Israel, and because I will do this unto thee, prepare to meet your Elohim, O Israel. Yeah, time to meet your maker. You know, God's not playing. Verse 13, he says, For lo, he that formeth the mountains and createth the wind and declareth unto man what is his thought that maketh the morning darkness and treadeth upon the high places of the earth. Yahuwah Zavahot is his name. He's the one that declared unto man what is his thoughts. This, this is something our Messiah had done when he was on earth as well. Matthew Yahoo 9 4 and Yahushua knowing their thoughts said, Wherefore think ye evil in your heart? And second witness, Matthew Yahoo 12 25 and Yahushua knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Mm -hmm. You know, and this is the end of Amos 4, but we got to come to the conclusion, which is actually in, in Amos 5, first few uh, verses of Amos 5. So he continues on, and Yah says, Hear ye this word which I take up against you. Even a lamentation, O house of Israel. The virgin of Israel is fallen, she shall no more rise. She is forsaken upon her land. There is none to raise her up. For thus saith Adonai Yahuwah, the city that went out by a thousand shall leave an hundred. And that which went forth by an hundred shall leave ten to the house of Israel. For thus saith Yahuwah unto the house of Israel, seek ye me and ye shall live. That's all I have for you. Pray it was a blessing. Yeah. 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 Yeah.